Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called Treasure Floats on the Waves. Dinky woke suddenly in the middle of the night. The storm was still raging, but he really needed to go to the bathroom. So he snuck out of the hollow tree, careful not to wake his friends, and he walked through the trees and the wind and the rain until he found a spot to do his business. Then he turned around to head back, but got completely lost in all the dark and the rain. He stumbled further and further into the jungle interior of the island, away from the beach. Then he saw some blue lights up ahead. Maybe that's a city, he thought, and he headed that way. But then he realized that the blue diamond-shaped lights were the glowing eyes of some weird creatures that looked a little like kangaroo rats and a little like skinless cats and a lot like hungry predators. <laughs> Lightning flashed overhead. Thunder roared. <laughs> and then those blue-eyed predators started advancing on Dinky. <laughs> ah! Dinky charged through the dense undergrowth, <laughs> running as fast as he could. Oh, no! He could hear the predators chasing him. One of them slashed at him with its claws. Then lightning flashed. And Dinky glimpsed an old white tower with rosebush vines trailing up the sides. He rushed to the tower, the predators right behind him. A sign on the door of the tower said, Authors Keep. Well, Dinky didn't bother to knock. He just ran inside and slammed the door shut behind him. <laughs> the strange, glowing-eyed predators clawed at the door. <laughs> but they couldn't get in. A warm light shone from the top of the tower, the glow of a candle or lamp. Dinky took a deep breath, shook off the rainwater, and headed up the stairs. At the top of the tower, he found the author. He was about the size of a Mimi, but he didn't seem to be a Mimi exactly. He seemed more like a Mimi-sized human, about 52 years old or so. He had an unkempt appearance, tattered clothes and a scraggly beard, and wild hair that stuck out in all directions. The room was littered with all kinds of papers and poems and parchment. The author was scribbling away furiously, creating new writings and adding notes to things already written. Dinky said, Uh, hello. The author barely looked up. Oh, hello and all that, yes. <clears throat> then he sighed heavily and went back to his work. And Dinky said, Uh, what you doing? The author seemed annoyed at having to answer. He put down his quill pen and said, Have you ever heard of the Skyward Backwise Reverse Bloom Distillation Method? Dinky said, I think so. It sounds vaguely familiar. No, it doesn't, said the author. You've never heard of it. I invented it. Oh, then why did you ask me? Done right, it will enable me to experience an unimaginable joy. A joy beyond the walls of the world. A forever burst of light, an eternal now where all is one, and yet I retain my identity. Dinky said, wow, that sounds almost as good as onion milk. 
the author said, but it's not easy to achieve. He indicated the notebooks and papers scattered around the room. These are all my creative works. All these writings represent a lifetime's worth of yearning and making. A lifetime's worth of dancing around the mystery. Dinky said, oh, that sounds exhausting. Indeed. But if I follow the Skyward Backwise Reverse Bloom Distillation Method, I should be able to distill all these creative works down to a single haiku. And then, if I go to a certain field and bathe that haiku in the dying light of a sacred saffron Friday, and then eat the light-bathed haiku before the sunlight disappears? The author trailed off, his eyes unfocused and far away. And Dinky went, Uh-huh, then what happens? Well, the sun should travel back in the sky, and then an everlasting party will begin. There will be food aplenty, and drinks, and games, and music, and merriment, and love. But it will never get boring. <sighs> Dinky yawned. Yeah, go on. And everyone I've ever known will be there, the author continued softly, a slight hitch in his voice. Even those who have, who have died. And there will be no blame or anger or unhappiness. Any bad blood will just melt away in the golden light of that perfect day. All will be forgiven. The author lapsed into silence. The lamp flickered, casting strange shadows on the wall. Outside, the storm seemed to have tapered off. Through the window, they heard a slow drip, 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 as raindrops rolled lazily off the rosebush leaves. At last, Dinky felt like he should say something. Uh, that sounds beautiful. Hmm. The author nodded grimly. So, you understand the urgency of my task, do you not? I need to condense all my writings down to a single haiku, and it's no easy task. I've been doing it most of my life, and I seem no nearer the answer. Dinky said, well, maybe you should try to find a new hobby. The author stared at him, impatient. So, I need you to leave. Dinky said, oh, but there's kangaroo monkey cats out there. The Garms? The author snorted dismissively. <laughs> they will have moved on by now. Dinky said, oh, okay, but could you at least tell me how to get to the beach? <sighs> the author waved his hand. Walk in any direction long enough and you'll find it. You're on an island. Okay, said Dinky. Um, thanks. Then he walked down the stairs, leaving the mysterious author to his strange work. Dinky opened the tower door cautiously and peered outside. The garms were gone, and the rain had stopped. There was even a little bit of clear sky visible now, a handful of bright stars peeking through the shreds of cloud. Okay, said Dinky to himself. I think I'm safe. He started walking in a random direction. I'm sure to hit the beach eventually, like that guy said. But he hadn't gone far when he saw the blue eyes of the Garms again. <laughs> the beast snorted and sniffed. <laughs> and then they caught his scent and started rushing towards him. Ah! Dinky ran blindly through the wet underbrush. <laughs> Help! And the Garms chased after him. <laughs> 
their sharp teeth and claws glistening in the starlight. Ah! Dinky ran and ran and ran until suddenly he stepped right into a rushing mountain river. Ah! The water pulled him under and washed him downstream. Ah! Oh! He turned and tumbled, gasping for breath whenever he got a chance. <laughs> the wild river carried him all the way down the hill to the ocean. He grabbed onto a branch before he was washed out to sea and dragged himself to shore. <sighs> well, I'm back at the beach at least, he said to himself. But he was on the opposite side of the island from his friends. The wind-whipped waves lapped angrily at the shore. <sighs> Tattered debris littered the beach. But the storm was over. Dinky could see a million stars glistening overhead. Hello, he called. Can anyone hear me? Where is everybody? He walked down the beach until he came to a huge, dark mound. It was a full-sized, wild orca whale that had been beached by the storm. It was dying. <sighs> breathed the whale. Dinky stepped forward and looked up into its massive face. Are you okay? He didn't expect the whale to answer because, aside from the swamp dinosaurs, animals didn't talk in that age of magic woods. But, to his surprise, the wild orca spoke. Treasure floats on the waves he rasped. And then it let out a final shuddering breath and died. Poor thing, said Dinky. He continued walking down the beach until he came to a little hidden cove and there were dozens of silvery canisters floating on the waves. They flashed, reflecting starlight as they bobbed on the water. Ah, said Dinky, this must be the treasure that whale was talking about. And then he understood somehow that he was only supposed to take one of these silvery canisters. He waded into the shallow water. He was nervous because he couldn't swim. But he found that the water in this cove did not make him wet. He could actually just walk through it. He didn't even sink or float or anything. He was just walking through the water like he was walking on land. And he just walked among the glimmering disks. Hmm. And at last he picked one silvery disk and held it close. This is the one, he said. I just know it. The treasure's in here. And he carried the canister back to shore. As soon as he reached the beach, the other canisters disappeared. Well, he pried the canister open, expecting to see gold coins inside. Or maybe a magic wand or some other kind of treasure. Instead, there were two pieces of paper inside. Two tickets. They were large, about half as big as Dinky. Free passage to magic woods was printed on each ticket in a fancy carnival script. Dinky said, well, that's silly. I'm already in magic woods. I don't need a ticket to get here. Never mind two of them. But maybe I can give these tickets to someone else someday. So he folded them up and put them in his pack. He spent the rest of the night walking the beach. 
and by morning he had walked around the whole island and was back to the hollow tree where his friends were just waking up. Lila rubbed her eyes and said, Oh, where have you been? Oh, I got up to go pee last night and got lost for a few hours. Bramble said, Wow, I'm glad you found your way back. Me too. Lila said, Did you see anything interesting? Dinky shrugged. Yeah, not really. Well, that's the end of the story. Treasure floats on the waves. The next story is called Underneath the Coconut Tree. Goodbye.